G'day, mate. Hey, What's mate. your name? Uh, my name's Ben. Ben. And what do you do, Ben? Uh, I'm a tennis coach. You're a tennis coach? <laughs> yeah. Hello, brand new episode of Crab Workcast coming your way. My name is Andrew Barnett. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, please do... Uh, like and subscribe to it uh, wherever you're listening to it. Uh, if you're on watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe to the channel uh, and uh, yeah, leave a review or make a comment. Let me know who you'd like to see me interview or uh, chat to and what you'd like me to talk to them about. Now, today's guest, Ben Koshin, um, absolute champion bloke, very, very funny guy uh, I've known for around 10 years. Um, he is an absolute champion. This was a really good chat. Uh, I didn't realize exactly how sporty Ben was. Uh, and I, uh, we get right into his love of all the different sports um, and his fear of getting older. Um, now, if you enjoy this chat with Ben and you'd like to follow him, he is Ben Caution on Instagram. He has a brand new show uh, coming to festivals this year. He's going to be in Adelaide, Sydney and Melbourne uh, doing his brand new show From Us and Ours to You and Yours, which uh, I think is a fantastic title and sums up a little bit about who Ben is. So um, please do give him a uh, follow and check him out live wherever you can. Uh, likewise, if you'd like to follow me, Andrew Barnett Comedy on Instagram, on Facebook and, uh, and TikTok and Mr. A. Barnett on Twitter. Other than that, um, enough faffing around. Let's get on with the show. Ben, the tennis coach. That's, mm. So that's really all you do? Um, no, that's not all I do. Okay, first off, give us your last name, Ben. Oh. Um, um, unless you're now a one-name act. I'd like that. I should be. Yeah. Um, Caution. Caution. Ben mm. Caution. And... Um, not comfortable calling yourself a comedian at this stage? Or what's going on there? Um, I guess I, usually when randoms, you know, random people ask me, I would never say yeah, comedian. Cause then so you if gotta, you were in the crowd at a show mm, and someone said, hey, what do you do? Yeah. You I'd would, definitely say tennis coach. Yeah. Yeah. Tennis coach. All right. Well, let's get into that first off. How did uh, how'd that start? How long have you been a tennis coach? Probably five years. Five years? Mm. How old are you? I'm 30 years old. 30? Yeah. Jeez, you wear it well. <laughs> I was only... Conchetta tells me I look 55. Really? Conchetta's... Uh, that's hard. Conchetta, your partner? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a hard marker. I'm never going to ask Conchetta how old she thinks <laughs> I am because if she thinks you're 55, uh, I'm in trouble. But I was thinking about that today. So we met through stand-up. Mm. I, rem- I think I remember the first time I saw you do stand-up. Is it Quest for the Best? Yeah, like Quest at yeah. Starbar. Um, and you, in my mind, like you was this that must have been at least ten years ago. Yeah. And so you, what, how old were you when you started doing stand-up? Nineteen. Nineteen. Mm. Wow. That's why it's weird to be thirty now. It's like because you know I remember those first few years when you're like I'm the young guy. Yeah. And then you don't even have to be that good. Like if you're a little bit good, you're like I'm young and I'm sort Mate, this, of okay. Yeah, this guy's going to be so good when yeah. he's older. Yeah, and then you get old and you're like, now I'm old. Now everyone else <laughs> oh. is young. What's weird for me too is, I don't know about you, but I still feel a lot like the new guy. Mm. But then at times when you bump into new guys and realize oh, I'm not the new guy yeah. anymore. I I'm, find that crazy when now there are like so many schools of new guys. Like, there are a few people who, like, I think of as the new guys. 
and then they're like i've been doing it for like seven or eight years i'm like oh really i thought <laughs> you were the new guy now like no there's like yep. three more different schools of new guys you've just never even heard of yeah that that is weird because i i didn't dip out completely but i wasn't doing i wasn't in the the rooms as much as i was for a few years and um then yeah came back after COVID, and there was just i started doing um i started off i was doing tommy Orr's little new new material room mm. and um just constantly like who's that tommy who's yeah that? who's that person yeah that? and i just so many new people mm. it was weird because you you would have thought post pandemic there would have it would have thinned the herd a bit but mm. i think we came back with more comedians yeah though. i think a bit of both i think it thinned some and then also more people are like, I guess people are like, I've got to follow my passion. Yeah. And it's like, no, you shouldn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, maybe your passion's no good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay, let's get back to the tennis coaching first. Yeah. Off. I want to cover off on that. Mm-hmm. So you did you grow up playing tennis? Like naturally yeah. sporty kid? or? Yeah, I think so. Mostly, t- I mean, I played everything else, but I was probably the best at tennis. Yeah. Hmm. So where'd you grow up? Um, the rough parts of the eastern suburbs. <laughs> Of Sydney, yeah. Wow, no, there wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> like where, where the Cush, Willara. Willara, yeah, yeah Willara's yeah. nice. It was very nice. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good place to play tennis. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> Access to courts, that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's um. So, what other sports did you play? Soccer, cricket, and then probably when I was like fourteen, fifteen, touch football. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you're a secret rugby league fan. I am. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, it's a secret, but it feels like in sometimes in comedy circles that's something that people like people almost reveal themselves to you at different times like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a rabbit ass fan yeah you you, you wouldn't think it guy. would match up no I, I go for the dragons you go for the dragons for, what's, no what's no that? real reason my dad i just i think he started watching them every week when they were like really good okay and they were winning all the premierships and then yep. he was like all right we go for the dragons oh no nice. but now we haven't won a premiership and 10 12 years or something yeah it's been a, it's been a while yeah um that's so you, you growing up you're into all your sports so cricket but tennis was the one that was it the one you were best at or was it the one you enjoyed most because i find sometimes there's a difference mm, there like is the the it's it's interesting having worked at fox sports and stuff and worked with i remember when we when fox sports first got the cricket mm. the amount of footballers like league players who would Come, I love cricket. I was always better at cricket. You know, I, I loved cricket more, but footy. I was better yeah. at footy. Was was the 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 thing. Yeah. And then there's guys like Mark Bosnich who is convinced if he didn't play professional soccer, he would have been a rugby league player. Like, really? just, yeah. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The yeah. I, I think it was definitely I was better at it. I don't You're know if I liked it. it that much. Really? Yeah. So pushy parents, or is that? Just yeah, you? a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and then now I coach it. I still don't like it that much. <laughs> what? So, what ages? What do we talk coaching? Probably like? six to eighteen. Six to eighteen. Playing pretty regularly, like at least two, three times a week. But I never really played tournaments. I played a few, but I was never like going out trying to get a ranking or anything. So I just played it a lot and was pretty good. So you you sort of almost fell into it a bit more. Yeah, you're one of those annoying guys who's really good at something that you didn't try that hard to be really good at. I hope I am. I'm not always. <laughs> I think I'm more like because I, I I do like to play a lot of sport. Yeah, and I would like to think that if I tried hard at almost any sport, I could get good. But I wouldn't always be a natural. But if I focused, I could get good on it at oh. the sport. So what sport 
would you like give me the one you reckon you could like if i said to you you're gonna get as good as you can i need mm. you to i need you to turn pro yeah in t- you've got two years but you've got the the speed and abil- agility of your youth mm. you've got two years to skill up and get good and you could turn pro what's the one you reckon you could can i pick tennis you can pick tennis yeah definitely so tennis yeah. is that just because you've got less distance to go <laughs> yeah. yeah sometimes i wonder i'm like i wonder if i like committed to it how i could have gone but i don't think i i mean maybe we could have been top thousand in the world but oh wow well maybe not even that but like you realize when you play is like there are just so many different levels mm. when it comes to sport it's like i'm pretty good to really good I don't want to pat myself on the back. Yeah. But then I would lose six love, six love to someone who's like, you know, really, really good. Yeah. And then that guy would lose six love, six love to someone who's in the top hundred. And yeah. someone who's hundredth in the world would lose six love, six love to, you know, whoever's number one in the world. So it's like, you know, you're so many levels away from being at the top of the sport. And it, it is to, I think, like after a certain point, there's a mental aspect, particularly tennis strikes me as something where there's, Okay, there's the physical skills, like you need a, a level of speed, you need the technical ability to um, to to hit, to make the strokes, you know, the hand-eye coordination, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and that pool of people's reasonably large. Yeah. Um, so you tick off the athleticism, and then the understanding of the game, the ability to think through what your opponent's going to do, that gets even smaller. And then there's the there's that real small group of people who actually just fully believe mm that they are that like that mental side of yeah why wouldn't i be the best in mm. the world at this yeah and that's that i think is something I, I that's something i find is very different to like it's a psychology of those elite athletes that's really where the difference is mm. absolutely so how do you coach that have you got any have you got any young proteges coming through no no none <laughs> and it's like i, feel I hope like their parents are watching this <laughs> I feel like it's payback because, like, I would play and I feel like, you know, I'd have one good lesson or I'd play really well and then the next lesson I would sort of just not try and not move and not do anything and my dad would get so frustrated that I just wouldn't play properly. And then now I coach kids who are sort of like that, who are just don't they don't move and they don't try. I'm like, God, this is frustrating. <laughs> like, I feel like it's absolute, like, it's just payback for the years of lessons I wasted just, like, having a sook and and not trying and then now i'm watching these kids i'm like oh my god please just move your feet for the love of god (laughs) do you ever look back and go like think just why didn't i like if i like if i wasn't like them and i'd applied myself why didn't i apply myself more i could have done more well i don't know when you're a kid you just you're like this sucks yeah i don't want to be here yeah it is it's and it's it's frustrating i suppose as an adult like because you in in a way, those kids are making decisions about how they're going to approach the game mm. without understanding the implications of those decisions yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and their parents have paid money and want them to apply themselves. Yeah. Which which must be the frustrating part. Mm. Um, it's the main thing though. I think like because I I'm obviously I love sport. I'm mm. a big advocate. I think people should get involved where they can. Mm. Um, but. Uh, my thing now I'm realizing um, watching my kids come through and having having just worked with guys that had you know you realize you know having worked at Fox Sports with some of the guys that had made professional careers and you realize oh they're just built different mm. like yeah. they're not it's not the same yeah as, 
and you realize how rare it is to get to those levels now i approach like my kids sport like i don't oh mate just have fun yeah like, don't don't worry about it like it's, yeah it's supposed to be fun which is i think like i i'm at the moment i'm on this big thing where like a lot of sports have got this participation fall off Mm. once they hit their teens and i think that's where sometimes depending where you are is that's where it starts to get serious where the talented kids start to get moved into their own group and then then the kids who aren't as talented get less and so they fall off but even the talented kids the the percentage of them that are going on to make a living out of this let's you know they they almost professionalize too early Mm. and then they wonder why you know most of the kids who get um you know, who get to the point where it's it's they're not really doing much, mm. start to fall off from mm. the game. Do you, do you find that in tennis? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, sometimes I see like it doesn't happen too often, but sometimes you see a kid playing tennis and they're just not enjoying it at all, and you just want to be like, do you even want to do this? Like, mm. you don't have to. Well, I don't know hit- if I've said that before, but I want to be like, you just tell your mum you don't want to play tennis. Yeah. Like it's just a waste of your time, and it's like it's frustrating. I, I just wish I could like zone out and be like, oh, he doesn't want to be here. I'm going to zone out. I don't care. I'm not going to try, coach. But it's so hard when someone's just like not moving and exactly how I probably was. As a kid. You're just <laughs> yeah. like, God, this is so frustrating. So there's a there's a few comedians on the Australian scene that are tennis guys. Mm. I'm thinking of Goldstein. Yeah. Pops to mind. Who's, who's the best? Like, who would win if we had a tournament of mm. the current crop of people in the australian comedy community yeah who's give me the seeds well i've been told that adam hills was a tennis coach really yeah um i've never seen him play. feel like you got him for youth at this point <laughs> yeah um so i guess you know if someone's a tennis coach they gotta be pretty good mike golson is good i've played him a few times um you know ash williams yep i've never played him but i've seen him hit because he hits at the the courts where i coach and he hits the ball really well yeah i'd I'd, if I was allowed to, I'd put me first. Yeah, you're allowed to. And right. I'd put Ash Williams second. Ooh, Goldstein. Goldstein third. Adam Hills, I've never seen him, but maybe fourth. Yeah. I was hitting the ball so well the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> and I don't often say that. I hit the ball like really, really well, like once every six months. Mm. And I almost like I wanted someone to film it. Oh, like I just that wanted, good. Yeah, just so I could just, you know, if someone like, you know, you ask, uh, how do you play? I just be like, here's footage. Yeah, this is how this is the best I can play. Look at look at this guy. Yeah, this guy's yeah. He knows what he's doing. It felt good. But that's the other thing too is at a certain point you want to, I don't know. Like I I've just realised I've just gone back. I've been playing a bit of park cricket. Mm. Um, after not playing for like fifteen years, and I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of should have appreciated the fact that I could run and move and you know do do things a lot quicker now than I can at four. Yeah. And so now I'm like, okay, I've got to, 40 is not even that old. So I've got to enjoy this window before everything yeah. breaks down. I'm scared of that as well. Because I play a bit of touch football as well. I like playing mm. touch football. And I've, I'm not like insanely fast, but I'm pretty quick. And I've always like, that's been important to me to be fast. <laughs> yeah. You're the, you were that kid, were you? Yeah. Oh, you want to race. Yeah. Race. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. so now I'm even like, I can feel it like I'm losing a bit of speed and, you make a little break and you get caught straight away. I'm like, oh, 
I can't be losing my speed. This is important to me. I remember, but it's just going to get worse and worse. I'm going to get slower and oh, slower. It's so upsetting. That's there's just nothing, and there's nothing you can do about it. I know it's perfectly natural. Like even the the quickest guys, the the quickest guy at forty was quicker. At 30 yeah, 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 and was quicker at twenty five. <laughs> like that's the. I, I'm not sure when sprinters or whatever peak, but mm. that's the sad fact of it. Like Usain Bolt is looking now, going, "God, I'm not as quick as I used to be." Like, yeah, that's sad to think. Do you know the um, sprint coach Roger Fabri? Roger Fabri. I think he like coaches a lot of like the NRL players. And, oh yeah, to make them faster sprinters. But my brother, for like my birthday, he got us like a session with him. Oh really? <laughs> is that how much it means to you? <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't like he was like more like testing us out to see if we could like you know go into a group and then you know do it every week so he wasn't really telling us how to run fast he was it was like we did all these drills and he was like so mean like he'd do all these weird like different things that we'd never done before and he's like no 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 no, you're doing it wrong and then we had to sprint all these different different um distances 20 40 60 and i think he called me a facade or something like that because <laughs> he was like you look like you're going to be slow which i'm offended by and then he was like but then you were pretty quick Hey, that's I'd, you'd rather it be around the other way. Yeah, but he said my acceleration was bad, but my top speed was good. But back in the day, I think my acceleration was good. So I think I've lost the acceleration. Now I've probably lost it. I don't think my acceleration's well. ever been good. Mm. But I, I was able to get, when, when I was younger, I was able to get to a decent top speed. Yeah. But it just, I've always been a bigger unit. So yeah. it always took me a little while to get there. It's like getting a steam train going. <laughs> <laughs> but then you stride out, yeah, you got those long legs. Get them get him going but yeah yeah stopping was never easy either <laughs> not the most uh oh we're turning going the other way are we yeah no i'll be with you in a bit guys. just fall over <laughs> yeah yeah oh and that's yeah so you are a proper like bit of a sports nerd then, yeah you? like the, even to even to have that as something that you might be into is oh, i got coached by roger fabri that yeah. is that's it. so what else what else what other like what what would be the dream career then well yeah interesting is that because like i've told contender like my dream life is to like have a different team sport I can do every day. Okay. Maybe I play a bit of you know futsal on a Monday night, a bit of touch football on a Tuesday night, and a bit of something else on a Wednesday. And just I just I like playing sport all the time. It is fun, isn't it? It's the funnest way to be fit and healthy too for me. Like I find it much easier to try to like to you know go okay I need to sprint now mm. if there's a purpose. Rather than just, oh, I'm just going to oh, put some yeah, yeah, witches' yeah. hats down and see if you... Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that, that to me, is has never been appealing. But, yeah, I'm a bit the same. Like, I've always enjoyed the team sport. So, well, what are we... Let's map out the week. Mm. All right. So, we're going... For me? Yeah. Sunday night. What's your Sunday night sport, mate? Sunday night. Is this dream sport or dream, what I actually this do? Is dream. Dream sport. Dream, I, I'd like to play probably... I like touch football, so I put that in for two times a week. Two times a week, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Your knees will hold up. You're still young, mate. You'll, you'll get. Well, that's there. what I'm worried about because, like, my dad is sort of exactly like me when he was young, insane sport, just wanted to play sport all the time. Yeah, and he was like, my body was fine until I hit, you know, around mid thirties, and then his body started falling apart. He's like, his knees are arthritic, his shoulders are arthritic, his Achilles popped, like. His body just completely fell apart. I'm like, I hope that doesn't happen to the me. The Achilles is not the one you want. Either. Yeah, he told me that was bad. Yeah, that um, I I don't know. I feel like now we're a bit like that. One, the science is a bit better. Mm. Two, 
I think you're taught younger stretching. You're, mm. you're taught the importance of those things younger. So there's probably a little bit of, you bought yourself a little bit of time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd throw that in as well. If I had all the free time, I'd go to yoga twice a week. Oh, yeah. nice. Well, you've got to be in condition if you're going to yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be the, the midweek sport guy. Yeah, exactly. A week. Yeah. So, so touch footy, you're doing that. So that, we'll call that Sunday, Wednesday. Yep. Monday night. Um, well, I do a bit of boxing now as well. Ooh, the kid. <laughs> the kid, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. What's, what's brought that on? What, you just not getting hit enough? Or? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get hit as much as possible. I need to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been doing that for about two and a half years. Oh, really? I don't know why I wanted to. I think I liked Rocky, all the yeah. Rocky movies, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'd like to be good at that." I get the appeal for that. I remember um, I've always liked that as just as a fitness sort of a thing. Oh, the fitness is crazy. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. I've never sweat more in my entire life. Yeah, I did it before, and my whole shirt was drenched. I was like just drenched in sweat, and you don't even think you're doing that much. No, but you're just drenched. Well, that's, and that's where, like, I think the, do you, so do you spar? Well, I, I funny you ask. <laughs> I, I haven't really spar, done a lot of sparring because it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to yeah. get hit no, in the head a lot. So I, I did it, you know, a while ago, like once, and then I did it twice and I sort of didn't like it because, you know, people hit me in the head a lot and I was mm. bad. But then recently, the last two weeks, I've, I was like, I've, I've got to just, you know, commit to it and I want to yeah. get better. This is the only way to get better. So the last two weeks I've done sparring and it is tough. <laughs> see, I could see you as being a reasonably slippery fighter though. Like you, like that speed you're talking about, like you're a compact sort of a guy. So Well, it's, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm good at boxing. Yeah, it's just like, because I haven't done a lot of sparring, it's just like it takes so long to get used to someone trying to hit you in the head. Yeah. Well, it's hard enough to remember the combinations they want you to yeah. throw. And then, okay, go I mean, ahead and do that. I mean, it's hard to just keep your eyes open. Yeah. Like, someone's throwing a punch at you, your instinct is to, like, close your to eyes. Flinch and and to flinch. and so, like... And say your mum's name. Exactly, yeah, and fall on the floor and piss your pants. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm slick yet. Although, in the sparring classes, I, I, you know, went up against two guys who were smaller than me. And I'm not big, but, you know, so they're very small. And that was the only time that I actually felt good. Like, because, you know, you've got the reach on someone. Yeah. It makes it so much easier. And then anyone that was bigger than me, I'm like, this is a nightmare. They're just hitting me in the head nonstop. Well, that's um, that's where I thought, like, because I, I didn't mind. I We did a bit for pre when I was back when I was playing hockey. Mm. Um, we, we'd do it. We'd go to, I remember going to Kostya Zoo's boxing gym for oh, a yeah. pre-season run with one of his trainers. And he's got us doing stuff and the bag there. And then I watched this guy walk in, one of the guys that, like a fighter who's there regularly, and he just sort of loose warming up. And he was the guy you wouldn't look twice at yes. in a pub. And then you just see him loosen up mm. and then just starts working the heavy bag mm. and hitting it. Just just the efficiency of oh everything he's doing and the heavy bags. And, like, like, and I'm just like, oh, man, like, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, you could kill me. That It's such a good lesson. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it's a Muay Thai gym as well that I oh. go to. And the amount of people that walk in, like, this guy looks like a skinny little accountant, and then he's just, like, kicking the heck out of the bag. And you're like, all right, just it's a good lesson to not sort of, you know, pick yeah. on anyone because they yeah, probably yeah. know jujitsu or Krav Maga, and they'll probably kill you. Yeah, you don't know what this person knows. Yeah. and Especially uh, these days, everyone's doing some sort of oh, yeah. fighting class. You know, well, yeah, half the, anyone's half the gonna... world wants to, you know, do, oh, mate, I grapple, I do, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. Everyone, the UFC has, has had a kick on. Yeah. So, 
um so boxing so boxing that's obviously what is that one night a week what are we doing um well at the moment i try to do it i try to do it three or four times a week three or four times a week yeah no wonder you're fit <laughs> it does shit. help the fitness yeah yeah unbelievable so so three or four times we've basically filled the week between yeah, that yeah, and yeah the odd hit of tennis <laughs> Yeah, you, you know time for I'd a mixed cut tennis out. I'll cut tennis out. You, you and Conchetta could have a mixed in-ball netball. Uh, in I hate netball. netball. You hate netball. I have hate you played. No, I hate anything where you can't move with the ball. Yeah, I want to move with the ball. It also is a very, um, it's very much a height. Like mm. height is, it's not everything, but height is a, is a very big advantage. Yeah. in netball, like you get a couple of people who are really a lot taller than. The mm. People they're playing on, and th- it's just such an advantage. Yeah, but um, but I mean, that that's the when you watch that, like if you, I don't know if you've ever seen that up close, like netballers that really know what they're doing. Mm. That's impressive how agile they are. To oh, really? Large people, like like big, tall, athletic people. Mm. It's um, it's pretty cool to watch. But it is also you know, there's some you know your neighbourhood netballs probably. <laughs> No, it's fun. I, I remember I played years ago. I played in a mixed netball team. Mm. Me and my wife and one of my best mates and his wife. And it was just a good social fun yeah. thing. Yeah. But I used to always, um, going back to me not being able to stop when I was moving, I'd always end up on some small, um, you know, put, put up against some smaller female. Mm. And I'd just be, like, it was just countdown to me knocking them over. <laughs> like, it was just Because I don't, you know, yeah. steam, I'm going for the ball. And you know you go to reach elbow whatever, to the and, face, yeah, it's yeah. Just not 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 my finest moments on an <laughs> indoor, on an indoor mixed netball court, but it was fun. Yeah. So um, no futsal, no. I like futsal. Yeah, you like futsal. Yeah, well, it's because like I same thing with like soccer when I was a kid. I was like kind of bad, well, not bad, but I just again I didn't try, and so I wasn't great. But then now I play futsal. There's a few comedians who have a futsal game, and and now I'm like. I guess now I just like now I, I want to be good at it, like everything. So now I'm like I'm focused. I'm trying. You're also comparing yourself to comedians. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're all got asthma inhalers and yeah. falling on the ground. So yeah, I know a few of the people who play in that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so um, so outside of the sport, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, oh, first off, to the tennis. Yeah, this is um. That's why I remember you used to wear shorts to gigs every now and then. I still would if it was cold, if it was hot enough. Yeah, yeah. Shorts get the calves out. Cause yeah. My wife loves tennis. Oh really? Loves loves watching the tennis. Yeah. Um, will not play with me. Like we've had a hit a few times, but she just is like, no, no, no. She just wants to watch, and I'm convinced it's because of the calves. She likes a good set of calves. Oh really? My wife. And um, so I mean, it's a shame you can't get them out. Yeah. Today. I'm trying to get the calves bigger. My friend, who's a physio, he. And we work out sometimes. He said, my calves are very weak. Really? Which I thought they were strong. And he said, no, they're very, very weak. <laughs> <laughs> That's, no, no, look, in my professional opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave me a diagnosis weak. of weak calves. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's, I've always thought you had nice calves. Oh, but, thank always, you. always pick a, uh, a tennis player or coach by the, um, the tanned calves yeah. and a crazy sock line. Oh, yeah, I've got a great sock line. Yeah. <laughs> At the beach, there they go. Oh, you don't kick around in thongs much, do you, mate? No, 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 no. <laughs> You got to keep it. You got to yeah. keep the line. You want it to be strong. That's it. Well, look like you're wearing white socks even when you're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So, um, 
comedy though. Okay. So sport and comedy are there. Your t- you basically are Triple M. You throw in some, <laughs> you know, some classic rock. Yeah. Sport, comedy, and rock and roll. Yeah, I've come ben off Koshin. like a real arrogant guy here. It's like no, I'm you haven't. Great at tennis. I'm great at soccer. I'm an unbelievable boxer. Mate, you haven't at all. And you, you've actually. I'm impressed with the that you're even doing boxing. It's um. Thank you. I want everyone to be impressed. Well, that's the thing that's always hell. Like you know, I've always liked that that as a workout. And um, for a while, when I could just you know needed to do something at home for working out, but we, the kids were little, so it was hard to get out. Or just hung it, just had a cheap boxing bag, hung it, and it was there was nothing better, especially yeah. stressed. Oh, absolutely! Just it's get the out best. there, just throw a few combinations, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. That's oh right. no! Oh, I'm done? pretty sure that didn't even bleed through onto the audio. So Conchetta's for, for full disclosure, Conchetta, Ben's partner, she's is here for emotional support. Sitting in the other room, and she's just watching, making sure he doesn't say anything inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, he gets flirty. Let's be honest. <laughs> I've been flirting the whole time. Yeah. I'm trying to impress Talking you. up his boxing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know where we we're at there, but um. Yeah, no. The, the with the boxing, that's the that's the thing that always held me back was this idea that at some point I might have to spar. Mm. Um, like I'm, I like boxing in terms of a boxer size class, yeah, more yeah, than a, yeah, or you know a workout thing. But yeah, because especially like you were saying with guys bigger than you. Mm. So once you get into weight divisions, I'm I'm a tallish guy, but I'm like I'm a thick dude. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Like I'm a reasonably now heavy he's dude. flirting. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is like I'm a, like. My uh, for my weight, there are some giant human yeah. beings with really strong, long reaches, mm. and I would be murdered. Well, the it? first yeah, the first few times I, I didn't have the headgear on. Oh, I kind of thought they'd supply it. Oh, really? <laughs> but they didn't. And um, and then you know that stupid, you know, man part of your brain that doesn't want to say, "Can you go light on me, please, and not hit me so hard?" But now I do say that. Yeah. If I if I'm up against like, because you just mix partners, and if you know, I know who's really good. And so if there's a guy who I know who could absolutely smash my head off, uh, now I've got the headgear as well. And I also say, can you please, can you please well, go light on me? Can you go the, light? That's the other thing too, because if you're in a class with other people who are learning, mm. like you're almost better off going partnering up with someone who really knows what they're doing because they've got control. Yeah. Whereas um, I remember a few years ago, I, I was ring announcer for oh. a few... Um, the this, ring girl? No, no, no. But they had ring girls. So it was weird. They, I did a couple of them and they were... What it was was this guy used to um, do this corporate boxing fitness thing where mm. um, you'd sign up and you had to raise money for charity. But a bunch of corporate guys would sign up and um, half of them would go with one trainer, half of them would go with the other and they'd be partnered up and they'd have a fight night. Yeah. And the way they'd raise money for the, their charities is they'd um, sell tables. So it was like, you know, proper boxing fight night and there'd be one or two professional bouts on the night, mm. like proper sanctioned bouts. But it was mostly these guys going against each other. And it was interesting watching that where there was one there was one fight in particular where a guy um, who was winning the fight um, got disqualified because the guy basically hit his knee and he just didn't have the... Like, I could see why it happened. Like, he didn't have the control yeah. to pull the, the last yeah. punch and basically hit a guy who was on his knee. Oh, right. And so then that just... The ref... He's a proper boxing ref. Yeah. Just called it. You know, you're, you're out. You're oh, wow. Him. And then... So his whole table like, what? <laughs> and like, it was... It was pretty interesting watching that. But it was funny because the... Funny you mentioned the ring girls. Because mm. they'd have the, the girls 
there to do the, the in the cards and that sort of stuff. And they were lovely, two young uh, young girls. That, and that we'd sit, we, them and I would sit sort of ringside because I'd in between rounds get in and out and they'd be mm. up there, um, you know, showing the numbers. And but what what um, happened was we were on like just plastic, you know, those plastic barbecue chairs yeah. that are meant for outdoors. So they've got sl- slots in them, like gaps in them, so that they don't, um, so that you know, if they're outdoors, the water can get through. Right. Um, so we, when the professional bouts are on, usually they were just in a little skirt and a top. When the professional bouts were on, that's when they'd have to be in bikinis. And these girls sitting on the sitting on these in these tiny bikinis on those chairs would go up, and you could see down the back of their legs the red marks from where the oh. the chairs had <laughs> left outlines, and it was just bizarre. Like it was like, oh, it's a professional bout now, ladies. Uh, enough with the skirts. It was very strange. Yeah. Um. And that was that was well, my other one was that that all the guys that competed got to pick a nickname for themselves. Mm. You know. You know, like good boxing nicknames. Yeah. And this guy, this guy, this Irish guy had, um, his name was, I think it was John Ball, right? So he picked his nickname was John the Wrecking Ball. Oh, that's pretty good. Right, and they'd go up on the big screen. And, um, but either he misspelt it when he put the form in or the person who put it up there um, misspelt it. So it actually came up, John the Reeking Ball. <laughs> <laughs> It's like this is a medical condition. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an intimidating. Yeah, that's mate. after the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, mate, get involved in that. You could, you could go in a. Okay, here's the next one. Yeah, you're num- you're seated number one. Who yeah. would you? Who would you? Who do you reckon you could? What comedians you reckon could throw hands? Um, I know a few. Of them. I know, you know, EJ Rivetti. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I think he's. Definitely better than me. Noted. Okay. Yeah, proper. Be I think nice he's a proper. He did it a lot when he was a kid. Yeah. So he'd be number one, and then you know Chris Newen. Yep. He did a bit of boxing. Really? I don't think he does it anymore, but he would spar a lot. He he's said. another unassuming. Yeah. Dude, like you wouldn't ever pick. Like you, he's not a guy anyone. Like if you know someone bumped into him in a pub, yeah. most blokes wouldn't think twice about yeah. yeah piss off mate. That's that's the scary thing about <laughs> yeah. guys that know how to fight. Yeah. And um, Jared McGowan, I think he does all sorts of. Yeah, he likes. He does everything: bit of jujitsu, bit of muay thai, bit of boxing. Oh, and Sam Taunton, he 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 boxes a little bit. Really? Yeah. Sam <laughs> Taunton. <laughs> feel like, feel like you just give him a hug and he give up. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, thanks. <laughs> just getting close, and he just. Thank you. We don't need to fight anymore. Thanks, yeah. ref. Actually, that's funny because Taunton and I and a couple other people have a boxing group chat and Taunton and I do always say our favourite part of the fight is when they hug at the end <laughs> I'm like it's oh. nice to see they're still friends at the end of the day yeah. respect a bit of respect love. yeah it's just, a, it's just a sport yeah come on let's just see more hugs yeah nice nice I, my favourite part's the the fake argument at the press conference yeah that's funny it's like yeah no we're trying to sell some tickets at this point we all know you yeah guys, you're just professional fighters it's, it's all fine guys. yeah um, the, my favourite was the um, the one the recent NRL one. Oh yeah, with Gallon and Gallon and Hodges, Hodges and um, Ben Hannett. Mm. It's like these guys have all known each other for years. Mm. Like <laughs> they played rugby league against each other. Yeah. They had plenty of chances. Like they're not. They can't be. Like I know they. You know they want to win, but mm. yeah, surely they can't hate each other that much. I wouldn't yeah. have thought. Um, and they're all reasonably nice blokes. 
Um, that's uh, so you you ranking yourself in the in the boxing? Uh, I wouldn't rank myself too high. You wouldn't. Rank I don't want to say I'm a great boxer over here. Would you beat Taunts? Um, only he's bigger than me. He is, it's he's, tough when someone's bigger than you. He's sneaky big. He is sneaky big. He's one of those guys you don't think of as being quite as tall as he is, mm. and quite as like he he he'd have a decent reach. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So and I sneaky don't know. strong too. He probably is very yeah. strong. Yeah, he'd, he'd love hearing that. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Um, <laughs> not that he'd ever watch this, I don't think. Um, yeah. So comedy. What what drew you to comedy? Like nineteen. That's a mm. that's a that's a that's a like. Did you go to uni? Did you what? What was the the plan? Um, yeah, I went to uni. I think I did. It was like a media degree. And you know, it went well brackets. when someone says, "I think I did." <laughs> yeah, it's like media in brackets, PR and advertising. Oh wow! And I like the advertising part. And in hindsight, I don't think I knew what PR was because I hate <laughs> PR. Why would I want to do public like yeah. put out a press release? Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, but I don't think I knew what, that's what it was. Yeah. So I thought I was like, oh, advertising. I want to get advertising, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I watch the ads. <laughs> yeah, some of the ads are funny. Yeah. Um, so I only did a year of that and then dropped out. But yeah, I just started because I just always liked stand-up and from being a young kid and just one of those things where I was like, God, I wonder if I could do it. Who was who were your like guys that you were like this is the the comedian I reckon I want to be like or who was the who was your favorite comedian Brian Regan Brian Regan definitely really yeah. yeah that's a that's a like not a deep cut but like it's for ten years ago mm. there wasn't a heap of people who would have especially you know, like 19, 11 years ago there mm. wasn't heaps of people that would have known Brian Regan you would in, in Australia you would have had to gone searching for mm. comedy well i think i knew about him from when i was like 13 or 12 how or 13. did you find brian regan i think i like um, i don't know if this is exactly right but i think my brother came into my room one day and um <laughs> cigarette story wow. and he pulled my pants down and, yeah. and, uh, he said, and uh, <laughs> one day i'm gonna get you a lesson from a sprint coach now. yeah <laughs> um and it's the time we're like you know that illegal downloading stuff LimeWire and no not LimeWire yeah it was LimeWire LimeWire yeah Summit Kazar stuff like that and I think um, he just found he looked up like these Comedy Central Presents specials or something and he like downloaded one and and made me listen to it or something and then I think I was just like look at you all innocent in this he illegally downloaded and forced me to listen (laughs) yeah I wasn't interested I wasn't a part of it and I think that's what happened who knows I don't have a good memory and then I think I just became obsessed, and then I just kept looking up Comedy Central Presents, and then it had heaps on LimeWire or Kazaa. They were just filled, so I think I just listened to every Comedy Central Presents by everyone, um, and I just I think I must have found Brian Regan, and that was the one. Him and Jim Gaffigan I really like. Yeah. And I guess because they're clean, and like when you're a kid, you don't want to hear some filthy comedian. Well, you don't also, even understand any of the jokes. When you're a kid, too, you don't want to be listening to someone that your parents walk in and go, "Who is it?" Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, mm. it's much safer to be putting something on that's that's clean. Yeah. Than um, you know, than what might naughty boys might do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're better off getting caught listening to that than Kevin Bloody Wilson at mm. that that age. Yeah. So uh, I was just listening to all the American comedians and all their Comedy Central presents specials and the Brian Regan one. Wow. It's still to this day, yeah. his early stuff. No offense, 
Oh, you sold out, you reckon? Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> sold out, but you know, everyone gets worse. Most people get worse the longer they go on. Mm. But that, some of those early specials and albums, I listened to one of them recently. It's like 50 minutes of the best jokes, crushing. It's so hard. Do you remember um, what it's called? So people can look it up? Oh, yes, I should remember. I can't remember. Just Comedy Central. Just look percent. up Brian Regan and... Oh, I Walked on the Moon. That's a really good one. Um, yeah, his earlier stuff, the albums, so good. And you're just in the hitting zone too for that sense. Yes, I, I'm a big believer that between sort of 13 and 17, mm. for boys at least, there is this weird part. Your brain is that perfectly undeveloped mass that if something funny gets hold yeah. of it. That in it, it imprints on you for life. Like there'll never be a time I don't find um, the late show funny. Mm. Like that stuff. But or, that that's probably right for like anything. It's like whatever you get really into yeah. from thirteen to fifteen. That like I should have got into finance or something, and I'll be like <laughs> a billion crypto billionaire yeah. right now. But I listen. Why to didn't I find coding? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean. You've got kids. I coach kids these days, and they're like, "Yeah, I've had a coding class." I'm like, "They're all oh, learning coding." That's now. exactly right. I, that's I, just a subject at school is coding. I had a, I had a, this is a few years ago. I had a, like, guy in the audience. You know, I said something about Instagram, and he was sort of did a bit of an interaction, and he was making fun of me because I didn't know something about Instagram, or, and I, I just said to him, I said, "I feel sorry for you because you, at the moment you're laughing at me." But I've got a nine-year-old who's learning coding. Like, you're going to be irrelevant so much yeah. quicker than I became irrelevant. Like yeah. it is just this. You know that they in the US they talk about that grand replacement theory, um, which What's is that? the well, it's basically the right wing have this idea, this grand replacement theory that the the, the white population is going to be replaced by um, immigrants and multicultural. Like, oh, it's we can't basic, have that. Yeah, well, that's that's their <laughs> thing, but. That's obviously just garbage, but there is a grand replacement theory that is young people are coming for all of us. They're just, yeah, everyone is going to be replaced. It's like everyone mm. has been replaced that ever existed, yeah. and we're all getting replaced at some stage. And you just got to learn. Well, well, that's that's the way it's going to go. It's going so fast. Like, oh yeah, I'm thirty, and like, Conchetta's got the new iPhone, and I never know how to open it. I can't, I can't, I cannot work out how to open her phone ever. You are the youngest old couple. I think <laughs> well, we both recently put um, ABC Classic as a preset option on our radios. Oh, how good. It's great. Is that for when you're riding? No, when I'm in the car. In the car? When nice. we, you know, when we drive. That's Also, but no, she, she wakes up to ABC Classic now. So yeah, we do have it on every it now is, and then. That makes a real... Di- I find that makes a real difference for me. Like, I'll put that sort of stuff on if I'm trying to write... Or, or mm. Something I need to focus. Yeah. And just put that on. And it yeah, I have done that in the past. really helps. Yeah. And it's just good. you're in a better mood. And you feel like a better person. Like, it's Absolutely. bullshit. But you do. You yeah, feel you like... Do. You're like, yeah, well, they're probably listening to commercial radio. Uh, yeah. So, you know, things are going pretty well. Yeah, now that I listen to ABC classic. not even know who Marla is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's... um. So what is your what is your process with writing and that sort of stuff? Like, how do you um, how do, do you sit down and write? Do you yeah, I what, what's your go? I can't do that thing where people say they work it out on stage. Oh really? I, I don't trust myself to work it out on stage. No, I'm like I need to know that hopefully there's some sort of joke coming. I, my thing is that guy on stage is scared. Yeah, like, sometimes, and I've had this explained to me. 
um, by a, an older comic who's been around a long time is that they've said they get they they they've got the idea, but the the adrenaline and the the urgency of that moment right. forces their brain into that position, which I've had a couple of times that stumbled on it, but it's yeah. not it's not for me a reliable way. No. To I've maybe found a tag once or twice. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> if what the I'm crowd at. is really good. Yeah. I've stumbled on a word. Yeah, that's looking for the a rephrasing. Word and just go, Oh, that works heaps better. Why didn't <laughs> yeah. I do that the first time? But yeah, I usually just I'll try, have an idea, write it in the phone and then the next day I try sit down for an hour and just write and look through the phone if there's anything funny there and try write it out and so then, longhand or i type with long no. hands um, <laughs> long fingers long fingers yeah yeah no but like so full sentences or do yeah, you write yeah, yeah. bullet points uh full sentences but then when i do it on stage i'm not like let me remember the exact wording of that it's yeah. like i generally know what i wrote so more to help you commit the whole idea or intent to memory than yeah get word perfect yeah yeah well, that's yeah, that's about it. Interesting. <laughs> now, you've got, uh, before we go, a couple of things to plug. You do a podcast mm-hmm. um, with your partner, Conchetta. Yep. Uh, it is called... The Quibble Hour. The Quibble Hour. Yeah. What, talk us through this. Um, it's just, because um, we don't really have big fights, but, you know, we have little things that we, like, you know, quibble over. And How long have you been together? Um, three years. Three years. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. the slow release tension rather than the build up and <laughs> yeah. explode. Well, we have fights where it's like sort of passive aggressive and joking, and we do a weird voice and sort of it <laughs> oh sort of God. makes it kind of funny. I'd love to see. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a bad open mic night. Yeah, um, it really know, like, is. Yeah, I've got props. She does voices. <laughs> she goes. She does characters. Uh, I'm, I've only got to. Say, I'm only allowed to respond with yes and. It's it's mostly improv. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The the voice would do is be like, hmm, that's funny. It's, uh, it's dishes. Dishes over there. Oh, yeah. That's weird. That's weird. I thought you would have done those. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, so anyway, we you know talk about any quibbles we have with each other, and then we get people to message in any quibbles they have with their partner, and and now we've just opened it up to any quibble with anything. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, anything that annoys you, and they just send it in, and we we talk about it. You talk about it. Do you ever solve it? We try to, but I don't know if we've ever helped anyone. They haven't replied back if we've that, helped them. Yeah, well, sometimes it's good just to know what annoys other people too. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Now, um, the other thing is you have a stand-up special on YouTube. Yes, I well, originally I was I tried to put it out as an album because I used to listen to albums, as we yeah. said, Brian Ring, so I thought it would be cool to have an album. So I did. it is an album, but then I also got it filmed and I put it on YouTube. And I think it's doing much better on YouTube than it is as an album. So, so you can listen to our... If you want to see what I look like telling the jokes, you can watch the YouTube version or... Mate, I, can I just tell you, don't miss out on what Ben looks I'm like. I'm doing a lot of stuff up there. Yeah. Have we got the calves out? That's the important <laughs> thing. <laughs> no, I didn't have the... It was cold. Uh, I should have. Next mate. special, I'll have the calves out. Yeah. It can be called Calves Out. That's good. With Ben Caution. It's upsetting watching yourself do stand-up because... Oh. You're like, I thought I was doing a lot more up there. <laughs> oh, my. Like, I thought I was doing faces. I was doing a bit of an act out. I was like, mm. no, I'm standing dead still and my face is dead still. Yep. <laughs> it's I, so upsetting. I am. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've watched back so many things where I'm going, man, I was, I was all over the shop <laughs> yeah. tonight. And then I was like, loosey goosey. 
that thing where I was thinking I was over the top with my actions. It was like, no, <laughs> yeah. you moved your hand, idiot. Nothing. You put yeah. a finger up. Yeah. Yeah. And you, did and you a, didn't even wag you it. You furrowed your eyebrow. A you tiny did a voice bit. as though you were wagging your finger. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to check that out. Is it, what's it called and where can we find it? Um, it's called uh, Hooli Dooley, What a Crowd. <laughs> That's one of my favorite <laughs> jokes of yours. <laughs> and it's on Spotify and YouTube. And I'm sorry that I said I was really good at sport. You don't, don't <laughs> be, mate. You were like, just be honest. You're obviously good at sport. You are. You're. In, I'm good like, at tennis. I'll say that. Everything else, I'm decent to pretty good at. There's a difference between saying too, like I could, and this isn't what you did. You weren't going, look, yeah, I could be a pro at this, or yeah, you know, no, I understand. I be a pro. You're like, I'm interested in this. I like I. The way you made it seem was like you've tro- you're trying lots of different sports because yeah. you find them fun. Yeah. Because you, it's not like you go, I can't do this at all. Yeah. Which is the main thing. Mm. And the one that the one that I think people need to be most careful about bragging about, which mm. is boxing. Yes. You were the most humble about. And can I say that reminds me because I've heard comedians on podcasts. A lot of comedians do, like American comedians, I've heard like Louis C.K. did a bit of boxing, Gary Shandling did a bit of boxing, Ricky Gervais did a bit of boxing. So anytime they talk about it on a podcast, I'm like, all right, let's see. Let's see how good they are. Let's look yeah. up Louis C.K. boxing. And there's footage of him boxing, and he's horrible. And I looked up Gary Shandling boxing. Horrific. Ricky Gervais, surprisingly good. Really? I was very surprised. He's super aggressive. He had I a few charity that. fights, and he comes out, and he's like, swinging and then he just comes out and just goes for it just like tries to smash the person's head off I was like Jesus Christ I, <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that Ricky Gervais would be the most aggressive boxer and like decent technique I wow. thought he was the best out of all the comedians I've seen from you know big comedians he seemed the best wow well mm-hmm. there you go um, look up Google. Ricky Gervais boxing yeah, it's pretty that. good uh, excellent well that's about all the time we got Ben thank wow. you very much for doing this mate thanks for having me uh, before we go where can people find you on social media etc um, Instagram at Ben Caution and, and Twitter ben, at Ben Caution I guess TikTok if that's your thing at well, Ben Caution just because you're on my podcast you don't think anyone <laughs> would cross over no with I don't like TikTok that much I'm, I don't like it I don't understand it yet I don't know yeah. what it is but um, everyone tells you you got to put your stuff on you got to put so. your stuff there um, yeah, so and uh, Andrew Barnett Comedy on uh, Instagram and TikTok, I think, and uh, Mr. A Bar- Mr. A Barnett on Twitter, but I haven't nice. tweeted in about six years. So, uh, that's <laughs> just, useless. But follow him just in case. Yeah, when it comes. Just in case in the next Ooh, six years. I'm not going to waste something. those 140 characters. <laughs> yeah. You tell me. This, this one's been a long time coming. Uh, thanks very much, mate. Thank you for having me. Cheers. <laughs> See ya. See ya. See ya.